Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. The book of Psalms, chapter 37 and verse 24. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was reading the 37th Psalm yesterday and again this morning, it was very hard for me to figure out what to leave out. What to just focus on because the 37th Psalm, as is with many Psalms, are just so full of wonderful things. Amen. The Psalms 37 and 23, the Bible says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Verse 24, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. And here's why. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Amen. Though he fall, not if, not maybe. Amen. There is, an, there is, there is certainly, an, it is implied in more places than one. Micah just really got it all out on the table. And he said, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall, God, I shall, um, Somebody help me. When I fall, I shall arise. Amen. Thank you. I was just seeing if you knew it. And uh, when I said in darkness, God will be a light to me. Amen. David said, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Can you say that? It's his hand. It's his hand. <laughs> That's what we feel today. That's what we feel today, holding us. It's his hand. It's his hand holding mine. Lord, I love you. Thank you for your presence so far in this house. Oh, God, strengthen us and anoint us today, Lord. Just clay. We're just clay. We're just vessels of clay. But if you'll anoint us, God, we can speak your word. If you'll anoint this congregation, we can hear it with our heart, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you, and you can be seated. There is, there is something immeasurable about the power of touch. I remember some years ago reading an article where it just seems so bizarre to me. But I remember reading this article. I've talked about it a couple of times that the, the basis of this article was an admonition to parents to hold and touch their children. Now, it, it, just, it just seems so hard for me to comprehend why you would not want to hold and touch and caress your children. The article went on to talk about how many adverse effects can can be in a life of a child who is not familiar with a mother's touch and a father's touch and that the warmth and the embrace and the security and all that goes into that. 
So there is just something immeasurable about the power of touch. Of the five senses that we are, uh, that we are familiar with in our own lives, touch is the very first of the five to develop. It is there at birth, that touch. Amen, the touch. And it remains the most emotionally central sense throughout our entire lives, the power of touch. We may not get here with the, all of our senses exactly where they ought to be, but touch is there when we're born. And touch never loses its emphasis or its importance. Amen. The greatest gift sometimes and often the only gift that we can lend to someone who is about to leave this world is to hold their hand. The power of touch. Amen. It is there when they get here and it only leaves when they are gone. The power of touch. I want to talk today about holding to God's unchanging hand. Amen. I, I believe that all of us are familiar from the oldest to the youngest about holding someone's hand. When you're young and you're first dating, I won't I don't really remember the time and the place and the exact longitude and the latitude of holding my wife's hand for the first time when we were dating, but I do remember that the awkwardness that was a part of it. You're trying to leave your hand available. <laughs> you know, just, just, just in case that some random wind blows them together, you just... You want to be there to seize that. You're laughing because it's been awkward for all of us. You're just, you don't want to throw it all out there because you don't want to be rejected again. <laughs> and so you just kind of, you just leave it out there, but there's just something about the, <laughs> you guys are sick. You guys are, you guys are sick. That's right, that's right, that's right. When we're just there, we're just there, and there's something about the power of touching, the, that holding of the hand, and, and when that is reciprocated and we feel that that gesture has not gone unnoticed, there's something powerful about somebody holding your hand. It's something very significant, and, and it generally takes place when we, when we do that. There's some things, there's a conveyance there's unspoken words that are conveyed when you hold someone's hand. It is the nature of that touch. It's the nature of that hold that can bring security. It can convey a lot of messages. It can say a whole lot without saying a word. We hold hands for different reasons, and certainly we hold hands in our lives in different seasons. When you consider an elderly couple holding hands after Many, many years of being together, that touch represents commitment. And we're still together after all these years. We've, we've encountered some high times and we've encountered some low times. But we are committed to one another. When you consider someone reaching down to pick up another who has fallen, that touch represents strength. The ability to right that that's wronged and to bring somebody up and to reestablish their steps or perhaps even their balance. When you consider someone comforting those who have suffered loss, that touch represents sensitivity. It's compassion that's conveyed. We touch them on purpose. 
when you consider the parent holding the hand of a frightened child, that touch represents security. And I am confident that there are many other things we could talk about. As humans, we can relate to the various scenarios of holding hands. However, as the, I believe as Holy Ghost filled believers, that we can take that act one step further. Because for you and I today, it's far more than just someone holding our hands that represents commitment. It's far more than just a hand holding ours that represents strength or sensitivity or even security. I believe as those that are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen, we have the privilege to hold God's hand. And if I may say, his unchanging hand. Hallelujah. It's the idea that we can put our entire lives into his hand and we can commit it into his care. Although our tomorrows remain unknown to us by design, we have this calm assurance that because God has promised to hold our hand, amen, I can handle whatever tomorrow may bring. We cast our cares on him, he said, because he careth for us. There is something about the power of knowing that God is with us and that his hand is holding our hand. There's a few references, or I would say many references in the Bible that refer to God's hand or God's hands. No less than 122 scriptures that refer to, to the hands of God. And so therefore when you consider the hand or the hands of God, and then we have to compare that, amen, to what he said in our text, that though he may fall, the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Amen. Though we may fall, he upholdeth him with his hand. David wrote in the 91st Psalm that he has given angels charge over us, concerning us. Amen. Lest we dashed our foot against a stone, that they would be there to bear us up. There's something comforting and, and consoling, quite consoling about the fact that God is with us and that we are not alone. Amen. He gives us a reason to walk with a calm assurance, not with arrogance or not with a, a bad attitude, but we do walk with confidence that God is going to see us through. I have sat in the homes and, and uh, sat in conversations with many people through the years that have been facing uh, insurmountable odds in their life. It may have been financial, it may have been health, it may have been family, whatever the case may have been. Amen. But somewhere I understand there may have been some underlying anxiety or trepidation, but somewhere above that, amen, built on that was an assurance that God is going to just see us through. I don't know how, I don't know when, but God is going to see us through. Amen. Can I just ask if there's anybody in this house today that has in your past ever been through one of those seasons? Amen. I'm not saying today that you're Superman or that you're Wonder Woman, but you did, you were able to say, I know that God has this in his hands and he is going to take care of it. Are you in this house today? And you wouldn't be ashamed to raise your hand to say somewhere in my past, 
I was facing something that seemed so tangled. I was facing something that seemed such a mess that I didn't think I would ever have a tomorrow without the shadow of that. Amen. And there may be even someone here today. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but there may be someone here today that you're going through something and you've got way more questions than you've got answers, but somewhere on the bedrock of where you're standing, you have this assurance. God is holding my hand and he has this in his control and he's gonna work it all out. And one of these days, it's not gonna just be a test, but one of these days, it's gonna be a testimony. One of these days, it's not just gonna be something I'm dealing with today, but one of these days, it's gonna be something I'm talking about to somebody else and saying, hey, I've been where you are and God is going to be able to pull you through. Amen. God's word gives us so much assurance. My goodness. So many passages of scripture we have talked about for many, many years as a church. Annually, we read through the scripture from Genesis to Revelation in a very intentional way with a designated format going through the word of God. It is not a challenge. It is not a game or maybe I should say, but we want to get into the word of the Lord. And yet, all of us find ourselves having the knowledge that we have read through the Bible many years, many times, and yet we come across passages of Scripture and we say, I never knew that that was there. <laughs> I never read that passage of Scripture. Amen, I know that I, according to, according to my old bread programs, I've been there. According to what I've been keeping up with, I've been here, but the word of the Lord is so alive and it is so filled with strength and so God, God's word gives us an assurance. And so how many times have you been there when you just needed a word from the Lord? <laughs> you just needed a word from the Lord and God's word was enough. He brought it to us somehow. It may have came on the, come in on the wings of a testimony. It may have been on the wings of a song. My Lord, how the singing today. Amen, powerful. I want to say even Wednesday night, I hate to designate a couple of nights and that means that they, all the others didn't matter, but all the time, but it just seems like last Wednesday night and it just seems like today that the songs have been so with positive messages of God's word, reassuring. Thank you, singers. Thank you, musicians, for leading us to the throne of grace. His word gives us assurance. We sing about, amen, putting ourselves in the hand of God. There's an old, but it's a still popular song that puts it this way. I pulled it up on YouTube. If you feel inclined to do that, you do that when you get home. I appreciate that. Amen, but don't do it right now. But I pulled it up last night because I just wanted to hear these words. I know them, but I wanted to hear them again. Amen, hold to God's unchanging hand. The scripture or the verse says, time is filled with swift transition not of earth unmoved can stand build your hopes on things eternal hold to God's unchanging hand amen it goes on to say trust in him who will not leave you whatsoever years may bring 
if by earthly friends forsaken, still more closely to him cling. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. This is not someone, amen, the writer of this song is not someone that said, I think I'll make a little cutesy uh, contribution to a worship service and we'll pin a few words and we'll put a little few music notes out there by that. Amen, I believe, amen, that in the throes of some deep, dark test, amen, somebody said, I got something to say and I want the world to hear it. Amen, I'm gonna tell you, amen, I believe when he wrote, if by earthly friends forsaken, still more closely to him cling, that must have meant that somebody walked out of his life. It must have meant somebody walked away from them at the very time they thought they needed them. Amen, but he said, but I found out something that when friends and family forsake you and when they walk away and forget all about you, I found a hand that won't go anywhere. I found a hand that won't walk away. I found a hand that won't let go. Hallelujah. So I've just decided that I'm gonna hold to God's unchanging hand. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, my, through time and circumstance, through time and circumstance, we have come to trust ourselves in the hand of God. That same hand that leads will correct us. That same hand that leads will protect us. And that same hand that leads will strengthen us in our time of need. I've just come to remind somebody today that you can that you can hold to God's unchanging hand. When you think you're at the bottom with your feet hanging over the edge and you may well be there, I'm not here to minimize that. I can tell you that you can hold on to the God I'm talking about. You can hold on to the God that they've been singing about. You can hold on to the God that Sister Amy was talking about a while ago by way of song. You can trust in him. You can trust in him. I am thankful for the unwavering hand of the Lord. In our text, David explains the nature of our relationship to God. David is reminding us not to be envious of the unrighteous or to be doubtful of their own security with God. The 37th Psalm here in our hearing is, is somewhat written to Solomon by way of preparing him for the kingship, preparing him for the throne. And it is though David is trying to remind him of a few things. You can't get your eyes on the wrong thing, Solomon. You can't get your eyes on the wrong people, Solomon. It's kind of like the 73rd Psalm that Asaph gives us when he said, my feet well nigh slipped. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, have you ever just seen people so blessed and you thought for sure that God was just going to send a lightning bolt out and there'd be nothing but a greasy spot left? But nay, nay. They got a promotion. A new car. A bigger boat. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm not saying we want to see calamity come to anybody, but I'm just telling you, I think we're all cut out of the same cloth. And you just see people carry on and conduct themselves in such a way. I can remember a man who didn't live too far from here, somewhere between Key West and Michigan. And, and he was noted when things didn't go his way to shake his fist and curse God and say, I dare you to strike me dead. 
He died of natural causes. Lived a long, full life. He wasn't electrocuted. Don't make you wonder. We step six inches out of line and go, you know, really. And we should. And we should. And so David is somewhat preparing his son. And he said, you can't get your eyes on the unrighteous who are being blessed and prospering. You've got to understand that their day is coming. And so when you read this psalm, the catalyst of this writing is apparent is the apparent success of the unrighteous. And, and, and David is reminding Solomon, but he's reminding us that, that, that regardless of what you see, you are secure in the hand of God. Amen. Just keep plugging along. You just keep walking along. He reminds them that the righteous will never be abandoned. And within this single chapter of Psalms, we find many, many treasure troves of truth, several of which we've held dearly and we've quoted often. One such treasure is found in verse four where David said, delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Oh, oh, how we love, how we love Psalms 37 and four and how we trust how we trust in, in Psalms 37 and 25 when David said through a voice of experience, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I'm gonna tell you, friend, I'm gonna confess that I have quoted that scripture and I've held on to that scripture. I've wrapped my arms around that scripture, amen, not because I was hungry, amen, but because I was listening to the words of David who said I've been around a while. I've been young and now I'm old. I've been over there and now I'm over here. I've succeeded and I've failed. I know what it's like to hear the praises of men and I know what it is like to hear the gossip of men. I know what it's like for people to want me to live and I know what it's like for people to want me to die. And David said in the middle of all of that, I've never seen the righteous forsaken and I've never seen a seed begging bread. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the course of his entire life, David boldly states that God has always been God and the righteous are being held in the hand of God. And because of that fact, the righteous will never be utterly destroyed nor will they ever be perpetually kept down. The righteous climb upward with their faith as their companion. Amen, I thank God for his hand. Amen, there are infinite blessings that come as we hold to God's hand in a difficult world where things can change instantly, where things can change in the blink of an eye. Amen, there are men and women in this house that your whole life was changed in the blink of an eye. I'm preaching to people who know what I'm talking about and you've lived that out. Amen, you didn't see it coming. Amen. You were not warned. There was no there was no red flag. It was just boom and there it was and your life was upended. Amen. In those difficult times when changes can come instantly. Isn't it a blessing to know that God kept you through it all. Amen. He's keeping you right now. He's sustaining you right now. Amen. God's way of dealing with us 
is so consistent. And if I might say in some ways, and I say respectfully, that even God's ways are predictable. He's gonna love me when I'm unlovable. He's gonna reach for me when I fall down. He's gonna hold me when I need a hug. Amen, he won't, amen, he's not gonna be with me today and then forsake me tomorrow. But he said, I will be with you always, even to the end, even to the end. Amen, the biblical record is filled with reassurances that God is gonna be with us in a predictable manner. And I hope you know what I'm talking about. I know we don't know the ways of God and his thoughts are not ours, but I'm gonna tell you there's something so consistent about God. I know he's gonna be with me tomorrow because he was with me today. When Israel prepared to go into unknown territory, Moses reminded them in Deuteronomy 31. He said, be strong and of a good courage. Fear not. Don't be afraid of them. For the Lord thy, for the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Moses said, you've got this. You've got this. In the New Testament, this same message is underlined. It's abbreviated, but it is still yet underlined. In Hebrews 13 and 5, where the writer said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Moses was trying to remind them, you don't have to wonder if God's going to be with you. He's going to go with you all the way. Amen. He's going to go with you all the way. And so this is the reassurance that whatever situation I am in or whatever situation may arise, God is going to be there. Amen. One writer said, no matter where I go, if I ascend into heaven, God is there. If I make my bed in hell, God is there. I'm going to tell you today that God is with us and I'm thankful for that. In the New Testament, amen, that reminder that flows fresh in our heart, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God is unchanging. Amen. And I'm going to refer maybe back to the song again when the Psalms said in 27 and 10, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. In God's hands, we're safe. He will not abandon us. Amen. We will be there regardless of our circumstances. Amen. I remember years ago, Brother Mike Williams preached a message at because of the times. He was talking about the, the death of Lazarus and how that when he was saying to go in and unbind him and somebody, somebody reminded him in that passage of scripture. Somebody reminded him, wait a minute now, he's been dead four days. Amen. They were concerned about, amen. They were concerned about the decomposition of the body and what was that was all going to smell like. And Brother Mike Williams preached the message simply entitled, The Stink Won't Stop Him. And so can I tell you, the stink in your life, the stink won't stop him. Amen. Regardless of our circumstances, the stink won't stop him. God understands the burden we bear and he knows what we feel because he's not a high priest that's out of touch with our feelings. Amen. We have not a high priest, amen, that's out of touch with our feelings, but we've got somebody that knows what we're feeling. Amen. He knows the hair of our head. He knows when a sparrow falls. He knows when it hurts. He knows when you cry. He's got a record of it. Every word, every tear he keeps good records. Amen. God knows and he helps us. He helps us to carry on. In Matthew 11 and 28 Jesus said come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. It's a sign that he knows us and that he knows all about us while we are in his hands, we're under the protection of a God who knows and he cares how we feel. David said fearfully, 
wonderfully made. Now there are some people that are not scared of some things, but they're scared of other things. And so no matter what you may be bold about, no matter what you may be brave about, there are some things that we're all scared of. Amen. That's the truth. You may be feeling too manly to want to admit that right now. There's something you're afraid of. It may not be spiders and snakes. It could be something much different than that. But something... And so no matter what we're facing, we have to understand that God is able to give us peace in the midst of all that. So while we're in His hands, we're in His protection. And out of His compassion and love for us, God makes a way out of nowhere and no way. His hand is strong enough and Isaiah 40, and my goodness, Isaiah has some powerful, powerful writings I was just tempted to get up here and just read all of it. I'm telling you, it's powerful. But when, when Isaiah talks about the hand of God, Isaiah paints a picture of God being so big and so powerful. And you can, you can actually read this in, in Isaiah 40. He said that God is so big and God is so powerful that all the nations of the world are but a single drop in a bucket. He said God is so big that... That, that all the other nations of the world are like a speck of dust on a balance. That's what Isaiah said. Isaiah asked, if we compare God to anything, what, what would you compare God to? He said, how, how can you compare anything to a God that spreads out the skies like a blanket? And how can you compare anything else to God who holds the world's plural in his hand? There's no strength greater than the strength in our Lord. And so what does all this say to you and I? It says this, that whatever problem I have, God is big enough, strong enough, and he is God enough to handle it. That's what Jeremiah meant when he said, you've made the heavens and by the earth your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Think about that if you dare. Nothing too hard for God. He can handle any problem set before him. Isaiah 59 and 1 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither is ear heavy that he cannot hear. In difficult times, don't, don't give up, but wait. When heaven is silent and you can't get the answer, I'm going to tell you, don't do anything. Just wait on God because God is big enough. God is big enough. You know, security is a concern for all of us. It's certainly a concern for us as a nation. I think it's a security for us everywhere in every aspect of our life. But no, our greatest security systems, whether they're home security systems or whether they're security systems for our nation, they are just as good as they possibly can be. But there's still gaps and there's still problems. And so that's why those of us that are filled with His Spirit put our trust in Him. That doesn't mean that we throw away the locks on our door. and doesn't mean, we, doesn't mean that, but we put ultimately our trust in Him. We lock the door every night in our home just like you. 
But we understand that that's not where our security is. Our security is in the, is in the God that we just got through talking to. Amen. That's where our security is. And so I'm going to ask our musicians to come, if you will, while I do read some of Isaiah 41. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee by, my right, by the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shalt not find them. Even them that contended with thee that they wore against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will uphold thee, thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. One of my favorite reference, favorite references to Isaiah 41. I read many years ago. Read many years ago an article, true story, of a man up in years, a big, strong, burly man, calloused hands, sunburned brow. He was a farming, agricultural man, spent his lifetime in the field, tough as leather, never really had any health issues, never been to the doctor, never had anything wrong until now. Now, a very, very serious surgery was deemed necessary. And this big, wide-shouldered, burly, calloused hand man found himself in the sterile environment of a hospital in the, very, in, in the very sterile environment of an operating waiting room. He was out of his element. Fear was creeping in. A man who probably wasn't afraid of many things in this life now has fear as a companion by his gurney. A wise, sage, registered nurse walked by and recognized this man's discomfort. She recognized his true fear. She walked over to his gurney, held his hand for just a moment and said, Sir, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. He said, How do I know everything's going to be all right? She said, sir, when we roll you in on into the operating room in just a few moments, when, when we get you situated on the operating table, I want you to look to your right, and I want you to read the message that is on the wall. Thank God for his word. When that man was rolled into the operating room, when he was situated, he remembered the words of that nurse and he turned to his right and on the wall were the letters of this scripture, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I'm going to tell you today that God's hand can push back fear 
God's hand can push back misunderstandings. God's hand, His word is so powerful that it can just step right in. It can step right into our world and God can bring peace, peace, wonderful peace. I feel the Holy Ghost just slipping in this house now again. Let's stand. Amen. What a promise of the Lord. What a promise of the Lord. I'm going to just trust you. I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I, I hope this is not I hope this is not uncouth. I trust I'm not saying something out of turn. And several years ago, we had some dear friends who lost a son, 21 years old, in a drowning accident on a Sunday afternoon. A close friends, ministry friends of ours. Of course, we went to the funeral and and I remember him coming to where we were sitting and he spoke to us personally and he said, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I saw the pain in his eyes and the grief in his soul. This is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It wasn't long after that. They were... Uh, not only great, he's not only a great preacher and she a great musician, but they were great singers. They sang often together. One of the songs that they were noted for singing is a song that my wife sings here from time to time. I still trust you, Lord. I still trust you. I remember not long after that funeral, I, I know it was not weeks, but some months, we were together again and they were in that service and they were asked to sing. And I will never forget, Brother Gibson, as they walked to that pulpit. I had no idea what they would sing. But as they walked to that pulpit, and I recognized the introduction of that song, and I thought, wow, wow. And they sang with tears running down their face, hearts long from mended. I still trust you, Lord. I still, how can you do that? Were they trying to do that to impress somebody in the crowd? I think not. <laughs> I think not. Were they doing that so somebody like me would one day talk about it again? I think not. Amen. I think there was a pure and an unadulterated message that went forth. I'm just going to hold your hand today. When I can't hold myself upright, I'm going to hold your hand Praise God, praise God. Can we entertain the presence of the Lord? Please don't pre-dismiss yourself this morning. Amen. Let the hand of God do something in your heart. Let the hand of God do something in my heart today. Amen. Let's leave room for the Lord to move again. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.